Coming to you live from New York City, it's the Dallas... Kennedy? Dallas Kennedy Show. You and me, together. Together. Constant companions, forever. Forever. Talking about things like weather. Or not. Oh, not. Take some time out of your week. Your week. Listen and then you will see oh you'll see how much you enjoy our show or not or not you're about to experience constant companion welcome to the constant companion podcast that introduction was brought to you by Kyle Kyle is one of my good friends um, before we get started on the show, I just want to put in a, a few plugs real quick. Um, as, as some of you may have seen on our Facebook page, we're going to be having a extravaganza, six-month anniversary extravaganza. We've already been doing this show for half a year now, um, and we just wanted to create an event where we could get together, talk. Um, we're going to be doing a, uh, a live Facebook event as well, um, doing a live show. And we're going to be having a bunch of different um, guests on. Um, and so if, you also, if you're in the BYU-Idaho area and you want to come up on May 6th uh, around 2 p.m., um, we'll let anybody come on. It's going to be pretty dope. There's going to be a bunch of activities. We're also going to be unveiling a new segment um, for the Constant Companion Show. And it's going to be pretty dope. You don't want to miss it. If you can't make it, tune in on Facebook Live. It's going to be awesome. Um, you can check out our Facebook page um, and find the event there uh, if you want more information on it. Leave a comment there as well if you want to participate or if you have any suggestions for us. Um, also, something cool um, came out that we did. Uh, we came out with a new video called No Mercy. Um, and basically, we just watched the most disturbing, crazy, funny videos that we can find on YouTube. Um, and we let someone else watch it who has never seen it before. And we kind of just get their first impressions um, and then analyze it after. So if you want to check that out, go to our YouTube page. Um, it should be on there. Um, and so we'll just get into the show now. We have Kyle here. Hello, my name is Kyle. Kyle is one of my good friends, and he is also one of my only bald friends as well. How old are you, Kyle? I'm 23, and I'm bald by choice. By choice, and he pulls it off perfectly. We also have Dallin here as well. Hello, I was told to say the word Jew, so Jew. Perfect. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dallin. Um, I am 20. I am not bald by choice. And, and you uh, are beautiful. Yeah, I, I am a beautiful, strong, independent man. <laughs> and that's all we that's can expect. It, yeah, that's it. In this 21st century day and age we Amen. live in. Amen. All right, we also have Brayton here. Y'all know Brayton. Um, say hi, Brayton. Hi. said say, not sing. Oh, sorry. He is our <laughs> official producer of the show. Um, we don't know what he does, but he does it well. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that is all that matters. <laughs> so for the show today, we we're doing something that we did uh, a couple months ago um, where we talked about conspiracy theories. And it was just me and Connor... And we were talking, and we didn't really know what we were talking about. 
um, which is why we brought in Kyle here, because Kyle is one of the foremost best experts on conspiracy theories in the world we live in today. I'm actually an expert on most things. He is. He's he's very prideful, and he likes to to share this with everybody he knows. Um, And we brought Dallin here because he is one of the most sarcastic people I know. Um, but yet in such a, such a wonderful way as well. Is that true, Dallin? No, that's not true at all, Dallas. You don't see it. We see it. <laughs> oh, we definitely see it. Thanks, guys. Brayton knows. Thanks, Kyle guys. knows. You are. <laughs> and so we're going to bring three theories to light today um, that are controversial, that a lot of people can relate to and also one very important one that a lot of people at BYU students in particular struggle with um so the three theories we're going to talk about is the 9-11 theory there's a whole bunch of different um stories ideas that that are surround the 9-11 theory um then we're going to talk about the 10 tribes what happened to the 10 tribes where are the 10 tribes at um, and then we're also going to talk about BYU housing conspiracy. And that one is probably going to be the most controversial one that we have. And so we're just going to have Kyle um, start out with the 9-11 theory, just explain it, um, share your thoughts about it, and then we'll, we'll go into a little uh, Yahoo answer segment as well. We'll give our, our thoughts on it. Okay, so uh, um, I have a question for all of you. And uh, callers out there, just call in if you want to answer. Anyway... Um, how okay? How many buildings were hit by a plane in New York City on 9/11? I think two, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, there were two. Now, how many buildings fell in New York City on 9/11? Three, more than two. <laughs> yeah, it was three. What? What's the third one? How does everyone know that the was, third building fell? What was it, it was and why did it fall? Scheduled for demolition, wasn't it? And it just it just happened the same day. That's what I heard. Brayton, thoughts, Dallas. You know, honestly, I recently heard that there were three buildings that fell, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. Did you just guess the number three a second ago? No, I heard about oh. it a while ago. Okay. I I'm not sure why the third one fell. I when I was looking at like the footage, it looked a lot like demolition. Um, so I don't know if there's like demolition scheduled for that day or what. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what. There was a demolition scheduled for that day, but only the government knew about it. Am I right? Really? Whoa. What do you mean only the Anyway, if, if, you, if you watch the film, you'll see that three buildings fall, the two that were hit by planes, and one that was not hit by a plane, and they all fell in exactly the same way, which leads you to believe that the same thing caused them to fall, which was bombs planted by the government. Now, the third building that fell is known as Building 7. Uh, it's a, it was smaller than the other two, built in 1985. It held um, a bunch of financial institutions um, and, importantly, offices for the IRS, the Secret Service, the CIA, the SEC, and Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani was mayor, and he had established the Mayor's Office for Emergency Management, and that was also held in building seven okay quick question why why would the mayor um want the building that was in charge of emergency management to be demolished tell me that 
Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, let's just head over to why 9-11 even happened in the first place. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> okay. Okay. 9-11 happened because... Well, 9-11 happened on 9-11 because on uh, September 12, 2001, $240 billion in fraudulent securities became due and payable by the U.S. Treasury, and paying those securities would have exposed the necessary links in hundreds of massive global international money laundering schemes, and hundreds of elected and non-elected officials would have, been, would have gone to prison based on hundreds of current and ongoing investigations at that time. Evidence of money laundering, arms sales, drug sales, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and many more crimes were destroyed forever. Well, oh my goodness. Wait, wait a second. So you're telling me that all of this happened mostly because of money? Uh, isn't that That's why, why everything, everything happens? happens? Definitely because of money. Jeez. Wow, that's intense. So so we know this for a fact, though, that that, that these hundreds or thousands of... of you or of government employees would have been gone to jail. Oh, undoubtedly, it's been proven by several neckbeards on the internet. Really, uh, incontrovertibly. Well, what are what are your thoughts, Dallin and Brayton? I mean, look, here's here's my thing. You know, with all these conspiracy theories, right? The whole point of it is you call into question the information given to you by the government. And you, you get information from somewhere else. So if, if you start to doubt information from one source, who's to say you shouldn't doubt information you get from other sources? Like, who are these neckbeards on the internet? Are they just people who are just adding fuel to this fire just because it's a, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing because it sparks interest because just, just be, simply because it's controversial and are they making it up or is the government lying about it? I don't think anyone really knows. I think the question we need to be asking is the book from National Treasure really in the Library of Congress and does that really have all the government secrets? I think that's the only conspiracy theory we need to be talking about, but that's just my two cents. Okay, so I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with all that. I, I do agree with there being a book with all the answers in it. Um, but I'm going to say I think if there's anyone you're going to trust, it's definitely going to be the neckbeards because those people aren't they're not afraid to say what's actually happening. You know, you got all these politics involved with these politicians, money, all these, all of this crap that goes on, right? But these neckbeards, they don't have anything to lose. So why would they lie to us? That's what I'm saying. I think, I think they're the truth tellers. That's an interesting point, Brayton. Um, and one thing I want to just add real quick. There's a book I read called The Overton Window uh, by Glenn Beck. And if you haven't read this and you're a conspiracy theorist. I've read it. Okay, isn't it isn't it fantastic at explaining kind of like these these events that happen um, that help higher up officials or businesses um, gain more control and like basically trust more um, in those governments and and give over their rights um, to these these people that that can can protect them because they feel that they need um, protection or or uh, freedom over. Um, over their own security, I guess. Well, they want more security. They want more protection rather than freedom is what they're giving up, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and just look at um, the Patriot Act, which gives the government, you know, the authority to <laughs> track all of your cell phone data, your calls, look at your texts. They they collect, da like, all 
mobile phone data of everyone in the United States. And, you know, I'm, who knows what they do with it? Does anyone know what they do with that data? Ed, I don't. Edward Snowden they're definitely They're definitely not catching terrorists, that's for sure. Anyway, so um, the 9-11 is the impetus for Congress passing the Patriot Act, giving the government so much more power to, you know, encroach on your lives and control the things that happen in the country. So, yeah, I think, uh, think the Overton window has makes a good point. I thought it was very well written, but that was back when I also thought Glenn Beck was sane. <laughs> well, we didn't we didn't really think he was sane back then either, you know, because he he says a lot of crazy things. But but as you read this book, um, a lot of it makes sense, and a lot of it um, you can kind of just come to to know, and and a lot of it a lot of it you can see like happening in our own lives now, um, as there's a there's a push for. Um, taking our guns away or there's a push for higher taxes, whatever it may be, um, these are all just giving more control to the government. And that's really what conspiracy theories are all about. Taxes are theft. Taxes are theft. We're, <laughs> what? Okay, never mind. We'll just we'll keep going with this. <laughs> that's are a whole nother topic. century colonists? <laughs> taxes are theft. <laughs> <laughs> you throw your oh tea in the harbor gosh. after this podcast? Jeez. <laughs> that's I, don't, what it took I don't. I don't. I never <laughs> enjoy tea. Yeah, tea's not great. I don't like it that much. I throw it in the harbor. I don't really like any hot drinks. Mm. Hot drinks are not from the belly. Do you know that? No. All right. So, so moving moving on a little bit, um, we want to move into our Yahoo Answers portion. We looked on Yahoo Answers um, about nine eleven conspiracy theories, about these different ideas that people have. Um, and there was one question that I found. Um, one guy just wanted to know what the most ludicrous 9-11 conspiracy theory was. Um, and, and one of the answers was from AK6702. I don't know what that name means, but he's there. And he gives a list of maybe like 10 to 15 different um, ideas that happened or theories that he has about 9-11. And so maybe I can just read a couple of these and you guys give me your thoughts on them. Um, the first one he gives us was that the planes were holograms projected over missiles using ultra-secret alien technology used by the CIA. Yes, I have heard that we used stuff from Roswell, Roswell crash in 47. Do you think that could be true? Do you think those planes could have just been covering up a missile that was going to these buildings? I have seen plenty of planes flying you know, through the sky, but I've never seen a missile, so it seems plausible. There he is. How about you, Down? I mean, not that not that I'm going to lend credit to any of these conspiracy theory, you know, madness. But I think that's not like that's not entirely unbelievable. I feel like the government has the technology to do that. I mean, it's just like it's just a hologram. It's like a like a really high tech projector. I don't know. It could it could be done. I think it could be done. You know, I, I'm gonna say something. Uh, I I'm into some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, I mean. I could almost believe that, but, you know, why try to hide the missile? I mean, if you just... A plane's good enough. I don't know why you have to hide because the missile. Because a, pla a plane evokes, like, that sort of terror of, like, oh, there were people in there. Like, there were innocent citizens. Like, these evil terrorists came and they hijacked these plane with, with these people inside. If it's a missile, it's like... All right. Yes, innocent people died, but it wasn't. It couldn't happen to me. I'm not going to be inside a missile, and then boom, a terrorist is going to hijack my missile because you're not like ever on a missile. But that's another. This is that's another thing. I mean, I mean, you got all these. 
I mean, there's like movies about the people that were on the plane. I mean, I I don't know. It it's a little far fetched. I wouldn't put it past the government, but <clears throat> it's a little far fetched. This is another one of those things where you just have to follow the money. You know, um, after 9/11, planes were grounded for a couple of days. Um, all it's important to know that all of the major airline stocks took a big hit. So everyone who had, was in a short position on those stocks could have made you know millions yeah, of dollars and there was um extra trading activity right before the the planes hit the towers so you know if you if you look at the the paper trail the the trading activity does it seem likely that you know the planes people knew that planes were going to hit yes yes it does that's very interesting let's move on to another theory that they have and this is this kind of goes with uh, what Kyle was talking about at the beginning um of the podcast is that the towers were brought down in controlled demolition, and they used microthermite to weaken the floors. And if you don't know what microthermite is, um, basically it's just a composition of metal powder, fuel, and metal oxides. And when it's ignited, it undergoes like an exothermic reduction oxidation. This is just from Wikipedia, so a lot of this may not make sense. Um, but basically, it can create brief bursts of high temperatures in small areas. And maybe these high temperatures... Um, create such a such heat that it could bring down those strong metal uh structures of those towers i don't know what are what are your thoughts on this oh obviously something had to be used because jet fuel can't melt steel beams (laughs) Uh, furthermore i mean israeli (laughs) art students well israeli agents posing in arts as art students had the entire 91st and 92nd floor of at least one tower um and they, they, so they had gotten permission somehow to, you know, have have free reign on those floors. They had construction passes and seven, twenty four seven uh, hour access. And uh, you know, you look at look at the look at these theories. Uh, Israel obviously had a motive to, you know, plant thermite and bring the towers down so that uh, the United States would attack some of their enemies in the Middle East. Interesting. And one other thing to add with this. Um, he, he says uh, that this one could be a tall tale, uh, but Bush hired – he says that Bush hired a bunch of ninjas. What? I said it right, ninjas, to sneak into the buildings as soon as he won in the lower half – or in, in 2000. So as soon as he won the presidency. And they used an ultra-cool patch that went on the grinders. All this happened in a year also. That is why the lower half didn't break up. They ran out of time. That pesky ninja union wouldn't let them work overtime. You know what, though? If you're going to get someone to do your dirty business, ninjas. Ninjas are a good way to go. Yeah. That's the way that's to a go. Good... That's, how I, that's how I get all I believe my it. dirty deeds done. I believe ninjas. It. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think it... the ninjas definitely the most believable of the theories we've heard so far, I think. <laughs> I think Dallin's being sarcastic. I'm, I'm, abs- I'm 100% serious. I'm deadpan ninjas are serious business (laughs) i would never joke about a ninja absolutely not you never know when they're going to come there could be a ninja you never know when they're going to leave wow this is good this is good (laughs) oh my goodness all right one final theory for 9-11 um and this one is a little bit more far-fetched but also is just crazy enough to be true. Is it lizard people? The Illuminati? It's it's Did you just say Hillary Clinton? 
<laughs> Drop the mic. Wow. <laughs> no, he says it was a new a new Akai from Nirbo Nirbu. In other words, alien evil aliens from the tenth planet um, came and basically destroyed these towers. And he says that there are sites or sites up that maintain that if a U that it was a UFO that were behind the attacks. Soon after nine eleven, Art Bell had a coast to coast. If you don't know what coast to coast is, it's a paranormal show uh, in the middle of the night. It's awesome. Listen to it. But he, they said that it was UFOs and they want mankind enslaved. And what better way to do that than to to take down the basically central um, monetary funds and business transfer buildings in the world as the World Trade Center was. And so that's one way to enslave it through through taking the money and the the trade um, between these all these countries down. What are your thoughts? That that makes sense because you know if you take, if you can take out the the free market, you know that that's what that's what gives people their freedom. And obviously they decide at the end to not hit the Pentagon. You know, they didn't hit any government buildings because it's the government that's really enslaving the people. So, you know, by, by not hitting the government buildings, they're just furthering their cause. I totally agree with Kyle on this one. I mean, it just makes sense. It does. I mean, I think really what happens is, yes, I think these aliens definitely were here and they definitely did have a hand. But I think Bush hired ninjas to manipulate the aliens into thinking they were manipulating us. And in the end, we are actually going to enslave this alien race because I certainly believe in aliens and I certainly believe in ninjas. So I'm just saying put two and two together and you get seven. So, And who would suspect a, suspect a Texan president exactly. who can barely speak the English language, it seems like sometimes, but yet he seems so innocent because he looks so pure. And so who would suspect him of all people to hire ninjas to take down those buildings no one oh kanye west kanye west saw right through him kanye he knows west that 2020? Bush hates black people well kanye west also hates taylor swift and so let's not go into that <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move into another theory that hits a little bit closer to home that we all can really just relate to uh, and and feel too, and so let's let's go into the ten tribes theory. Can you explain that for us, Kyle? All right, we'll be featuring two separate ten tribes theories today. The first one, not as exciting. Um, when the when the ten tribes left to the north countries, they entered an opening close to the North Pole um, because the Earth is actually hollow, right? So they went into the Earth where there's another sun, and they're living in there now until you know the last days when they leave. So, so just just ponder that for a second. Let that sort of percolate through your mind. Um, ten tribes theory number two. Similarly, uh, similar to what he did with the city of Enoch, God took a piece of the earth that had the ten tribes on it, pulled it off of the earth, and sent it flying through space. Now, at the last days, that this piece of earth, along with the piece of earth that the city of Enoch is on, those will both come and rejoin with the earth. Now. Um, you see like in the especially in the 90s um, Satan obviously has control of Hollywood and he influenced directors to make movies such as Armageddon in which meteors hit the earth and NASA has to um, blow them up with missiles in order to save the people so Satan is, is 
is is using these movies to legitimize blowing up uh, meteors with missiles so that in the last days when these two pieces of earth are coming back to join with us um, that sci- so that the pe- uh, the populace and the scientists will want to blow them up with missiles and thus frustrate God's plan. That's actually not a bad point. You, you know what? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think some people, some of the tribes, hid in the earth, in the core, and they're just waiting to come out, and some of them were taken. So I, I, honestly, I think it was a little bit of both. It makes more sense to me that way. So you're thinking it's it's a mix of those two theories then? Oh yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. A mix. Huh. I mean, I think I agree with Brayden. I think it's definitely both, but I think that the Earth is probably most definitely flat. And so they ended up wandering off an edge and falling onto the giant turtle that the the Earth is currently on, this giant turtle walking through space. Which God obviously, you know, tells the turtle how fast to walk and feeds it and, you know, and takes care of it and such. I think they fell off and they're just kind of chilling, like maybe on the turtle's like foot or like the edge of the shell. And then also there's a part that, that, that you know, they're in space and they're, they're floating around up there. I think it's a mixture. What, what, is, okay. the, what is the turtle walking on down there? It's, it's just walking in space. It's floating. It's, no, it's, it's walking. It's like moving forward did, constantly, but it's in space. It's not walking on anything. Did you hear that, everyone? The turtle is walking through space. Checkmate, atheists. Yeah, that's right. One point Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> One point creationism. Zero points atheism. And I guess you could relate that to the folklore, what is it, the turtle and the hare or something? We're on the turtle right now, and the turtle eventually is the one who wins. Whoever is on the hare, or the rabbit, I guess you could say, is is the one who loses. So as long as we stay, this is this is just religion right now, okay? Yeah. This is like God, okay? We want to stay with God on the turtle, even though it's going slow, even though sometimes life just sucks, um, because you're just looking at the same thing over and over again. Because the turtle's not really going anywhere, it seems like, but he really is. He's gonna win. Um, and sometimes we just want things to go fast. And so that was my little spiritual message. I don't know wow. if it really made sense, but that was a really, thank you. Yeah, that was no. really great. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. I feel uplifted. Yeah. Thank you. All right, listeners. If anyone tries to tell you that the earth is round, I would just hope that you remember the lessons we learned from the Challenger. When they launched that, that's, that ship trying to get to space, they hit the dome that covers the flat earth and it and exploded. So that I mean it's just it's just the Icarus story. You have to know that men have limits and you can't go further than the dome that covers the earth. Dude, this this can go into um the the same with the turtle theory. The dome is the shell of the turtle and we're just underneath the 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 shell, right? We're on also the possible. the body of the turtle. Also possible. There we go. Yeah, no. Wow, this is some real ex- experimental philosophy right now, Dallas. <laughs> I'm just trying to make this this fun because and this is also truth because if there is a dome, the dome represents a shell. We're on the body, and what the the core of the Earth represents is like the intestines or the insides of this turtle. But it's a celestial turtle, and so it's, obviously celestial. Yeah, it's obviously celestial, and it's beautiful. I don't know. It's just beautiful. Have you seen the movie Armageddon or the Core? What's is the movie the Core, the core. where they go to the center of the Earth? Isn't that Journey is to the, the Center of the Earth? earth? With, no, 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 no. That one has Dwayne Johnson, yeah. and that guy is hot. That guy is 
hot. I'm talking about the one where they take that that giant worm-looking tube into the center of the Earth to save the Earth, and like they blow up atomic bombs in the middle of the Earth to like turn the core around so it is back to normal. Okay, I guess. So like, well, that's just yeah, crazy. that's just crazy. Look, that's look I mean, to the to the whole point of the turtle being celestial. You've heard the saying, cleanliness is next to godliness. If you really think about it, turtles are the cleanest of all the animals in the whole animal kingdom. If you think, where do, have you ever seen a where dirty do turtles turtle? hang out? Seen, in the water. Exactly. They're constantly bathing. Have you ever seen a dirty turtle? Riddle me that, atheists. I, ha- I haven't. I've never seen a dirty turtle. Exactly. Boat. Turtles don't get dirty. Have you seen a dirty frog? Oh, all the time. Yeah, there's dirty frogs everywhere. Frogs are disgusting. <laughs> There you go. They they live in water too. They hang out in water, but yet they're disgusting. In the dirty water. Yeah, they hang out in the dirty water. Turtles are our spirit animal, or should be. We should strive to have turtles be our spirit animal because they are pure. Strive, strive to cultivate within yourself turtleish characteristics, just like the master of disguise. He. You know that guy's probably going to the celestial kingdom. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I once dissected a turtle. And with you. it was pretty, pretty. Was it, it was clean? Pretty. It was, was pretty it clean? clean. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, no. Clean. It yeah. Just, its insides were turtly clean. Yeah. See, just another point. This is what like four points for creationism and Christianity, and zero for atheism so far. So I think this brings us to the important point of recycling. When you're drinking a six pack, make sure you cut up the the plastic rings and then recycle them so that they don't go you know into the ocean and harm our turtle friends so so is grass turtle hair then <laughs> is grass turtle hair <laughs> like it's the grass are boulders or... turtle warts oh i see i see are trees turtle Long tags. hairs or skin, whatever you want it to be, skin okay? Tags. You know, I think we're going too far into this analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Are mountains or no, are volcanoes are turtle warts that are popping? Pimples, I meant. Sorry. Pimples. get those frozen off or uh, something? No. If you, the turtles if are you pop your warts, you're messed up. <laughs> the warts are the north and south pole. Um, Antarctica and and so because they're frozen, the wart is underneath the frozen ice. Oh, that well, I mean, a wart is like a bump, but the North Pole is the opposite because it's a hole. That's how the ten tribes got in there. Mind blown! Wow. Okay, we just we just went way off track, but yet we were still on track, and so that is what is important. Let us move on. Any other thoughts real quick for the 10 tribes theory like before we, should, we move on? We should just move on because we've just gotten completely lost in this metaphor of turtles and celestial beings. Turtle love. Should... Oh, one other thing. Oh, no. <laughs> one other thing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. What is their favorite food? Pizza. What is the greatest food in the world? Pizza. Whoa. Pizza with bacon. Bacon pizza. You can put anything on pizza. Yet... And so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are pure angels sent from God to help us understand that that pizzas are pure and turtles are pure and we are on a turtle now. Love us all. Let's move on. I'm sorry. Yeah, before we get struck by lightning. Uh, we won't. We won't because it's truth. Yeah, we've said nothing but truth. So, 
Don't be a dad. All right, let's, let's move on to our last theory, the BYU housing theory. Um, just a little preface to BYU. Um, BYU housing is probably the worst in the world. There's BYU on-campus housing. I mean, it's the worst in a, uh, modern first-world <laughs> The first-world problem. It's the – okay, whatever. I stand by my statement. <laughs> it is the worst. You have three on-campus housing places you can go to. You have Heritage, Helaman, and Wyview. Wyview is kind of like on the outskirts. It's where a lot of married people go. Heritage is just for like the ritzy people, but yet who still yeah, want to have heritage. someone they live with. Uh, Helaman, you just, it's like a dorm. It sucks. And then there's off campus housing. And what sucks about off campus housing, if you're single and you want off campus housing, you have like a square box around BYU campus that you can choose from that is BYU approved housing. Um, and so it's very limited to where you can go. And that hopefully leads into Kyle's theory on BYU housing. All right. Well, I mean, um, yeah, so in order to live somewhere as an unmarried student, it has to be approved be by BYU. Um, and you have to live the honor code. And it's just bad for students, honestly. Um, our, uh, the place I currently live, we have six guys living there who each pay like $300 a month. That's almost $2,000 for an apartment, which, I mean, if that were on the just on the market... Um, you know, anywhere else, it would be like maybe seven hundred, eight hundred dollars a month. So we're paying more than double what it's worth because BYU has artificially limited the supply of housing. And actually, where I live right now is owned. It was bought a few years ago by the the corporation of the presiding bishopric of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So, <clears throat> by the, so the the theory is BYU limits um, the places you can live to drive up prices and drive down their own costs because they don't have to worry about competition. They don't have to worry about uh, modern appliances, maintaining it adequately, or having good management because there's no place else for people to go. So by limiting the supply and cutting costs, they can just make a lot of money by buying the property around BYU. Now, I think this is important because you look at the honor code. When was the honor code in, in the form it's currently in instituted? It was. A, it's only been around since the 1960s. BYU existed for BYU existed for more time without the honor code than it has with the honor code. Um, so the the uh, the requirement for approved housing is relatively new. Now that that makes even more sense when you look at um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints financials. The church published their financials up until 1959 and it was only after that that uh, there was a requirement for approved housing. So can you follow money? You can't because the financials are obfuscated. You can always follow the money. You know, you just got to know the right people, whatever it is. Okay. That is interesting. What are your thoughts, Dallin? What are your thoughts, Brayton? Give them to me hard and straight. So uh, honestly, my my personal belief, I don't think it really has anything to do with the church itself. I think it's corrupt people, corrupt people that just want to make a lot of money, and they're kind of using the honor code as a way to sort of like trick us and maybe even push the blame onto you know BYU and their rules and everything but in reality it's just greedy people that are buying up 
these apartment complexes and just making like six dudes pay for you know like like Kyle said two thousand dollars for an apartment that probably only costs like two hundred dollars really if you think about it and they'd still be making money I mean some of these apartments are intense I mean they're they're literally they're intense and I mean that like it's like living in a tent yeah it's it's a dump it's disgusting um I I mean I I think there's certainly something to be said with the whole restricting the supply in order to be able to sort of have a monopoly over what they can set their prices at and you know excluding the competition I think that that's the like I don't even think that's even a conspiracy theory I I'm sure that's like that's factual. I'm sure you could probably call someone at BYU who is in charge of contracting housing and say, "Do you guys do this on purpose?" And, that's, and they'll say, "Absolutely, we do." But correct me if I'm wrong. Can you get places like BYU approved, like that aren't currently BYU approved? Can you find somewhere to live and then just have BYU approve it? I've heard you can do that if it's within the boundaries. I also think you have to be living with family members. Yeah, that's you that's can't just like rent a house yeah, with your you, friends and ask. You have to, to be like approved. be married or living with family. Yeah. Now, now, one thing you said, Brain. I don't know if it's just. I don't think that the owners of these apartments are are conspiracy. That's just business. That's just um, the market is giving it to that them that way, and they're just charging you know what everybody else is charging you know it's it's just part of business or they're undercutting people uh, under undercutting to attract more attention to their place or whatever it may be okay i don't think it's necessarily the the businesses or the owners of these apartments that that but but it very well could be um i mean it's business but it's greedy business it's but that's business that's, that's capitalism yeah, that's that's capitalism. Business. yeah. Well, what business isn't greedy business they're taking advantage of poor college students really shouldn't be paying that much and I it might be business but I don't agree with that. Well I mean when you think about it our tuition is so astronomically low compared to almost every other like high quality university out there like I pay for us you know two semesters plus housing plus food for less than some of my friends just pay for room and board at their schools so, I mean, honestly, if it is just greedy business, I'm okay with that because I could be going to school somewhere else where it's costing me 50 grand a semester versus well, let's, here. Let's look at let's look at those low tuition prices. So, first of all, let's look at what what does BYU get from the low tuition prices? They get really high rankings on uh, most college ranking Oh yeah, absolutely. Even know, college rankings yeah. because they give you a good education at a very low price. So, artificial so that that just boosts their rankings. And their prestige, and so you think, oh well, is BYU just, I don't know, doing that out of the goodness of their hearts, or do they they lower do they lower the tuition to boost their rankings and then just make up the extra that they're losing on the housing racket? I I I personally think that they're not doing it for the rankings. I think that may be just a benefit of it, um, but I think that they're doing it to help. Because one of the, the mission of the church is to help us get an education, help us uh, become smarter people, and that, that's that's really what we carry with us in the life after is, is our education, our knowledge that we gain. Um, so I think their 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 main motivation is to help us gain an education, but maybe that's just another benefit that comes from it. I definitely agree with that, Dallas. Because I mean, 
they're helping us, you know, they're lowering the cost and everything, and, and so what if they benefit from that? You know, that's just a blessing for them, you know? So, I, I totally agree with that, Dallas. I mean, it also makes it better for the, for the students who, who go here if their college is ranked highly. Like, let's say we paid the same amount for housing and tuition, but BYU was last on everyone's rankings. It'd be like, oh, you know, big deal, you go to BYU. But now you can say, yeah, I graduated from BYU, I have a degree from BYU, and people all over the country, all over the world can recognize that as, oh, you've come from a very prestigious college. And, and I mean, I, so I think it's not only a benefit to BYU, it's a benefit to us as well. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they're doing us, they're doing us a real solid. Hey, I'll tell you something about Prestige. That's a very good movie starring Christian Bale. Yo, that oh, movie? Oh my movie. gosh. Oh my goodness, dude. Mind blo- mind just splattered across the walls. Just gray matter everywhere. When the when the ending of that movie hit me. Jeez. I was just yeah. blown did away. Did anyone see that coming? I didn't see I that didn't. Coming. I didn't. And I was like it was like sixth sense, you know, I was just like, What? He was dead the whole time. Spoilers, dude. I haven't sorry. seen Six Sense. Oh, I'm sorry. The heck? I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. it's been out. It's been out for like 20 years. Time. You have no so right. Okay, okay. You, have you have no, no right gosh. to be upset at that. All right, you should have already seen it. Oh well. In the office, spoiler alert: Jim and Pam get married. So there. Well, jokes on you. Also have a baby. And spoiler alert. Uh, Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no spoiler there. Okay. Hey, good man, Kyle. So I feel left out. I need to see Prestige. Is that a pretty good movie then? It's very good. So good. All right, I'm going to see it. Yeah, absolutely watch it. All right, is there any other thoughts on this BYU housing theory? I think I said, I said my piece. You said your piece. President Worthen, if you're listening, you don't know my last name, so ha. Kevin, pay special attention to what we're saying. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but seriously, right. Dallas, Time- it'd be cool if you like called up BYU or something on a future podcast and, and asked them about it just quickly. Just have a phone interview. I think that'd be cool. That's a genius if idea. If they would answer your questions, that'd be pretty dope. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, I will do that. Look out for that. All right. Any final words uh, before we end this podcast? Kyle, you start first. I just want to say, um, you know, any year that you're going to the polls to vote, just remember to vote against civil asset forfeiture, and uh, we vote for term limits, and by the way, taxation is theft. Wow. Okay, Dallin, go. Um, turtles are clean, ninjas are everywhere, and housing is sort of a scam, sort of not a scam. Amen. Brayton, go. Trust the neckbeards. Oh my god. They know the, the way. They know the truth. <laughs> Trust the neckbeards. They know everything. Wow. Okay. That is some pretty good advice. I wanna just spend the last like two, three minutes real quick, um, just sharing a quick story that happened to me that is almost a conspiracy theory within my own family. If that's alright. Is that alright with y'all if I share this? I don't know, man. It sounds oh, yeah, it sounds a little personal. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's very very public because it happened at an aquarium. We were watching turtles. Hey. Side note. Okay. So Got what it. happened? This was April 1st, 2011. Me and my mom were in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we were... This is not 
a grammar podcast. Zal. Oh, I was about to say your last name. Um, Kyle. His last name's not Zollinger, President Worthen. Okay. Let's keep going. We were at the Atlanta, Georgia <laughs> Aquarium, and we were watching Turtles. And recently, like a week or two before, I, I had this growth uh, just right above my butt crack. This is very this already feels okay. too I'm, personal. I'm open this with this. I'm fine with personal. this. No, this is fine because right. it's not. It doesn't have to do with my butt, okay? But there was a growth there, <laughs> and it looked like a lips that were pursed together, or something, okay? And so I got it checked out, and they were gonna call me like a week or two later with like results, like what it was. Is it a fifth nipple? I'm getting there, Kyle. Let me speak. I'm just kidding, okay? But <laughs> so my mom, she gets this call during um, our visit to this aquarium. And she looks at she looks at me, then she looks back at the ground. She's like, "Oh, okay, I'll let him know." And I'm my heart's beating. I'm thinking, "What? What's happening?" And for those who don't know, I do have four nipples. Um, if you want to see them, and if you see me in person, I'll show you them. Can I see them after this story? Absolutely. Thanks, man. And and she 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 hangs up the phone and she says to me, "Dallas, I have some news for you. This is this is news that's going to change your life." And I look at her and I think, oh my gosh, what is this? So I ask her, what, 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 what was it? Who was that? Who was on the phone? And she's like, that was Dr. So-and-so. And, and she wanted me to let you know that they tested your, your growth. And, and that's the lips of your twin brother coming out of you. What? And I'm thinking in my mind, what is happening? I have a twin brother? I always knew I would, there was something different about me. Because I had four nipples and I had a growth come out of my butt. And I'm like, okay, so when are, when are his eyes going to come out? And I was thinking, maybe pretty soon I'm going to be able to talk to my brother. I'm going to think, what is his name going to be? Are we going to name him Houston or San Antonio or Amarillo? I don't know. Because if you don't know, my brother's name is Austin. I'm Dallas. And it's Texas name. I feel like you'd have to okay, name the brother Texas. So it would be Dallas, continuing Texas. On. Okay, so I'm thinking, what is this? And and for like literally an hour, she doesn't say anything. She just tells me the news. I'm just walking around the aquarium, pondering life, thinking, why did God put my twin brother inside of me? Inside and, your butt. and I'm thinking, maybe this is why I have asthma. Maybe this is why um, I smell weird. I don't know. Okay? I don't smell weird. I was just adding. Okay. Continuing on. Hour later, after I'm looking at these whales, I'm thinking about life. My mom looks me straight in the eye and she says, April Fool's mother lover. And I'm just like, what? And I start crying because I, my dreams are just shut down. I thought I had another brother. I thought I had a twin brother. And I was so sad. Dude, your mom's a savage. She is. And like a month later, I got this sister moved. And I still don't know why I have four nipples. So if you're listening to this, let me know. That's my story. Dallas. I'm sticking to it. That was one of the greatest April Fool's pranks anyone has ever pulled on me. It is also conspiracy theory because my mom, for a little bit of time, made me think that I had a twin brother inside of me. Dallas, can I, yes. can I just say it's obvious, it's clearly obvious, painfully obvious, that you have a lipless, nippleless twin brother running around on this earth that your mother has <laughs> not informed you of. I just like to say, she's playing. Oh my gosh. What if it's true? What if there's a guy that has no nipples because I have his nipples? Then I'm right. <laughs> Listeners, 
<clears throat> Listeners, if you ever see a lipless, nippleless man <laughs> running around, please uh, feel free to email me at Kyle at constantcompanionpodcast.com. <laughs> you have a constant companion email? Why don't I have one? Oh, uh, we haven't got around to that yet, Down. Thanks. Yeah. Except, for, except for mine, it's real. It's real. It's real. All right, well, that wraps up our show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you, Kyle, Dallin, and Brayton for being on. We love you guys so much. You guys are great guys. Thank you, Kyle, for the conspiracy theories. Those were so good. Anytime. Thank you, Dallin, for your input and your sarcasm and your additions to these these theories that are really important to people's lives. Jew. And Brayton, thank you again for being on. Um, and for those of you who haven't noticed, Connor isn't on the show either um, right now because he is getting ready to go back to school. He leaves tomorrow for school, and so he's just finishing up packing um, and getting ready. And so he's busy. We wish him love. We wish him luck, and we wish him happiness in his journeys to BYU, Idaho. I'm sure the housing situation is better there. Probably not. Probably not, no. Yeah, since no. BYU. Same, same, BYU, same thing, whatever. Same thing, Conspiracy now. everywhere. It's all owned by the same people. All right, well, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us. Um, we have a new website out called constantcompanionpodcast.com. You have all the shows up there. We have our videos linked there as well. Um, all our social media pages are there, so go check it out. We love you all. Also, come May 6th to the extravaganza that we're having at BYU-Idaho. More information to follow. Also, if you're not in Rexburg on May 6th and instead you're in Salt Lake, I you can find me at the Masonic Temple Open House. Ooh, I heard about that. <laughs> That's exciting, I guess. I don't know. I don't know much about Masonic temple open, uh, temples, but I'm sure excited to hear from you, Kyle. Maybe we'll get a report next time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and, and have a good night.